Annually auspicious show, man. For December 20th, 2023. How's it going? How goes it? Well, I am optimistic next year that the economy will be okay. But that said, everybody, it's a soft landing, soft landing, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's uh, this is probably the least Christmassy feeling Christmas season ever. Maybe because I have to work. Also, Colleen has to work. And then it's just like, also the weather is like, ridiculously warm <laughs> to a point that like i don't know i saw snow barely on monday here in detroit michigan and then i was just like man my winter tires that i just replaced last year for 2022-23 winter season uh i don't know i was like is this getting damaged this is too fucking warm it's been like 48 50 degrees fahrenheit it's definitely like 10 degrees in toronto you know this past weekend when i when i was home for a little bit and I go like, what the fuck, man? It's like, what happened to this fucking weather? Like, global warming's awesome. You know, that kind of deal. But anyways, main thing I wanted to catch up on uh, before the year-end episode that's going to come. Uh, I think a year-end is going to be the best off that I usually put in the beginning of the month. But I put it off because it's a holiday season coming up next week. So, um... Ah, uh, yeah. So the best of will be the uh, episode the uh, next week, Tuesday. But I wanna, I wanna talk about something that I've talked about here and there. So if you want a historical context of it, feel free to go listen to. Pause here. The power of the editing, the recording system. Episode two twenty six from July twenty first, twenty twenty one. Holy crap! That was two years ago, two and a half years ago almost already, and it was called the Stop Calling It Hybrid Work Model. Um, so yeah, go back and listen to it when the employers were back then talking about, hey, so how do you want to work? You know, like the one as we were kind of opening up from the COVID-19. Is it a COVID-19 anymore? We just call it Corona, whatever. Go listen to that. So this is sort of a part two of it. Um, what I want to mainly talk about is locally here uh, at my former employer, General Motors. So I'm going to, there was an article that came out based on the return to office you know, stricter, not mandatory, but like a little more forceful uh, org-wide announcement that came from Mary Barra, the CEO who's been a CEO for a decade, which I'm going to cover in a little bit also, that, hey, they're making a mandatory basically starting January 8th, the new year in 2024, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, at minimum, uh, all requesting all the hybrid employees to be on site. Now, why? Why explicitly? And then they said, uh, well... One, the results of people coming in hybrid three days a week uh, has been mixed, meaning uh, not everybody has come, you know, to the office like we expected two or three times a week. And then also uh, there is a general problem or just they're not happy, you know, with the general general speaking of general motors with the their EV, the electric vehicle launches in the last year. And then obviously the company's uh share prices have reflected that and along with the uaw blah 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 and all that stuff and i just go like it's not it hasn't been the most like out you know what what what, what you might call it the most uh, memorable year considering all the ev hype that's been going on but i don't think this has been a general motor specific problem at this point i think there's a bigger infrastructure problem 
and that the and then just the overall supply chain issue related to the battery um, that no one really addressed and only talked about pumping the cars out and then get the government refund and all that. Now, is that a fault of not having a stricter on-site work environment? This is where I'm sure like all the current GM employees are also going, what the fuck? These are the decisions you have made. These are the freedom that you kind of gave us and then, you know, and then now it's on us and you're blaming us in some of these things. And then, yeah, from a management perspective, I understand. But also, I kind of look at the management and go, what the fuck? So there is an Inc.com article about this and then its headline, the GM just announced a stricter RTO policy actually reveals how employees increasingly have greater power over employers. The lesson for small business owners, your rules may need to change because... Because in all likelihood, they already have. So the reality, and then the, the article goes in. I'm going to share the link in the uh, the show description. But basically, like employees have a lot of say in this, given that they provide the outcomes. Now, GM should manage by the outcome, not attendance. And yes, I agree with that. What this article, I'm not going to read the whole thing like I do in the past, like let's read episodes. What I don't understand is this article didn't cover is like, why hasn't the outcome reflected what the management and the street desired? And I already pointed out a few things there from the layman level, if you're an investor or a potential car buyer and whatnot. There's a greater underlying problem here that I just, being inside in the cog of the wheel, if you want to call it, that I just go, I told you this would happen. You know, when I left the place and so many other people, which I'm not going to get into. But back to the whole hybrid model thing. Listen, this whole show is about, you know, capturing my ever-changing opinion and thoughts and whatnot. And I will say, even when I recorded it two years ago, I was not necessarily against the idea of being on site. Because even then I said, if I didn't say, I don't remember, I'll go back and listen. Um what employees are looking for is flexibility and freedom with respect to the outcome and output they provide. And a lot of the middle managers agree with this sentiment. Now, how do you measure that? How does it get reflected? That's a that's a non-stop like question between management, performance, output, blah, 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 which I'm not going to get into. What's awfully frustrating is when management, like CEOs, VPs, whatever, who do not have a you know working level knowledge of what needs to get done you know granted their job is to make critical decisions to move an organization along and make the money that they're fucking making and then you know and then they go it's like it's a shared pain blah 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 when in reality it is not and one of the big things the very short-sighted thinking, especially that I'm seeing lately with General Motors or Mary Barra, I'm going to say it right now, is it's a very loose-sounding policy, but it's a little more forceful than in the past, whether it's dress appropriately, work appropriately, all that stuff. She was asked in the meeting, in the town hall meeting, where, you know, hey, we already got rid of majority of the desks and the chairs and then all that stuff. So if everybody theoretically comes in Tuesday to Thursday, how are we going to accommodate everybody? I think the answer that I heard from her, according to the reports, were that 
well, your resource team, facility team will figure that out. I'm sorry, you had three years to three years to figure this out, and then you're putting the burden on the working level people and the facility people to figure this out, and then say, okay, managers, you guys are up to it. And while that vague autonomy is great, but when you come out into a stricter sense like this. While many of these like so-called lack of output is not the fault of every single employee, especially below the director level, it's absolutely asinine. And on top of that, I don't know if you know this because I didn't know about this until I looked up last week. General Motors announced just before the Thanksgiving or just right after on the November 29th, they announced a record $10 billion stock buyback because that's the thing now. Which is way more than what they negotiated the UAW, the factory plant workers, for the packages and the pay raises and all that they were asking. So you have a cash reserve of $10 billion you're willing to spend on buying back the stocks and also boost the dividends by 33% for your teetering share price that completely collapsed in the last two years and has meandered into like meh ever since relaunching itself out of bankruptcy under Mary Barra's regime in the last decade. I'm sorry, this is a ridiculous cheating of a fucking price manipulation, which is a point of the stock buyback to begin with. You think the Michigan sign stealing scandal is bad? Come on, man. There's like This is a systematic problem. China, you know, I feel like her trying to save her job and then trying to boot some interest. And the, the cruise, the autonomous driving company, the AV company, uh, just laid off 25% of the workforce, including a couple people that I know were impacted, 900. And all the executives, the founder, you know, they all left. You know, after the accidents that happened in San Fran and whatnot. So you got double whammy an AV, the autonomous vehicles, and EV, the electric vehicle, fronts. Not at the level that you expected. And Cruise is more of an investment for GM, and they bought a lot of the shares from like SoftBank and whatnot to be the majority owners, investors in the comp- in the Cruise division. And both are kind of flopping. And I go, okay, come back to the office. Like, that's going to make it any better. I'm sorry. This, like, this is ridiculous. Especially, you know, the outcomes weren't all necessarily by the working people's fault. And also, as a female CEO, I'm, I'm going to share this article also from the Wall Street Journal that came up. And headline, return to office mandates are a disaster for working mothers and families in general. So the remote work brought record numbers of women into the labor pool. Why give back those gains? And this is the article that came out from by Joanne Lipman from December 15th. Now, they're saying, oh my god, is this, like, is this uh, pushed out of the workforce at an alarming rate? Uh, you know... In the beginning of the pandemic, all the layoffs and the shutdowns, and it's a she session. And then now, like, okay, everybody come back to the office. This is tough on families, and especially the mothers that are raising kids and all that, the flexibility, you know, all the time you have to spend commuting and whatnot within 50 mile radius of all the offices. Now, 
if you want to come to the office and balance it, and if you're gonna, you know, provide some childcare or something, by all means, go ahead. I know General Motors said we're gonna up the pay of everybody after the UAW deal for the salaried workers and all that, but I just go like, I'm sorry, like. Maybe you should incentivize by this saying you're gonna reimburse every child care if you have kids, students or something, daycare to come back to the office. You know, ten billion dollars. Ten fucking billion dollars for what? Twenty thousand employees? The salaried employees? I'm not talking about the UAW people. How many how many people work at General Motors? The employees. Let me double check. The salary employees. Maybe it's ten thousand around the world. But I just go like Number of employees as of December 22nd, 167,000. And then you spend that $10 billion. I'm just doing a dumbass math here and divide that up. Is that 10 million? One, two, three. Divided by 167,000. That's about 60,000 you can spend on each employee on something for that $10 billion. Instead, you go buy back and you go buy back, you know, your shares and then. Add to the dividends, which benefits the executives who are not fucking coding and putting the car together or figure out how the infrastructure of a battery system charging network works. How does this make sense? Why would you want to like be motivated to come to office? And you're putting the burden on the middle managers and the directors and whatnot and just like let them do it. I mean, this is exactly... Corporate bullshit. You're just going like, I'm fucking walking. Or I'm just going to go 9 to 5 and call it a day. I already had some friends who are still there that said the same thing. It's like, I'm not doing meetings after whatever time, 5 o'clock in those days. I ain't doing no fucking late night call. What's the point? Like, this is completely asinine. And you're not solving a problem you're just like fucking patching it as you go with the cash you got but that cash investment is not really spent on the people and the infrastructure that needs to be spent on you're just waiting for the uaw to bend over you're just waiting for the federal government bailout or some kind of incentive credit program to get you going without thinking it through and unfortunately this is not just a mary Barra problem it's a people below the bunch of lifers. There were articles talking about this. Brain drain. You know? And then all these outsiders coming in. And then they go out and hire a 4-2. Like, the new senior VP of software. And I'm like, Mary, you had 10 years of this. Trying to update your workforce. And be more software tech oriented. From mechanical and aerospace oriented. And you still haven't figured it out. Hey, I left. And I'm split. I sound like fucking CM Punk. <laughs> I just go like, at some point, like, you know, I just go, you know, people are just going to stay in the grind and the corporate ladder, yada, yada, yada. And I just see the quality of cars coming out, the quality of EVs that are coming out. While impressive and I was in there, I had some a lot of concerns when I was leaving. I just go like, look, it looks great right now, but like give it five, six years and see how maintainable these cars are and wait for those consumer reports answers. Looks fancy in the first two versions of the software. What happens later on? And I'm sure all the executives there thought about it too. We want to be better and all that. But do they put in a measure 
or a strategic view and investment to address those? No, it's just a continuous cog of wheel just turning of the people who were there for, for life trying to corporate speak their way out of it. And the cars you get are the cars you get. The cars are one thing, and then you can't charge these things because the infrastructure is not at the Tesla level. And I, and then it's like, oh, we tried the EVgo, uh, charge point USA, all those things. I mean, it's not just a GM problem. And I just look at it, and then Biden did the, you know, what was it, the Inflation Reduction Act, and that includes some of this infrastructure bill and stuff. And I don't know, car companies didn't address this, other than having consortium here and there, and like kind of nod around doing nothing. And now they're like, holy shit, no one's buying these cars. EV anxiety is an issue. The, uh, the, the quality of the cars that we got is an issue. I'm sorry. Like, you're making good people leave while you do the stock buyback and all those things. Why would you want to come back? What is the point? This is just going to be the next chapter of brain drain. And they spent all this money. And during, during the lockdown, they did the austerity measure where they, I think they held... They cut everybody's pay by 20% in 2020 to late 2020. And then they said they pay back with the interest, which they did. And then they announced that it was going to be a shared pain and blah, 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 and all that. And I was just like, it is a shared pain. But like my 20% versus Mary Barrow or the executive EBP, senior VP's 20% is a huge fucking difference. And I'm, I'm making good money compared to other people too. But 20% all even across, like my 20% versus, you know, executive 20% is a joke. And none of the stock bonus and all that were cut 20%. Do I see any of that stock for the work that I put in? <laughs> see, and then you're just like, oh, and then I'm not against working on site. I, I also see a lot of issues, especially after leaving GM, working remote for the last three and a half years at this point, almost four years, where I, I also noticed a lot of kids, like the new grads, don't know how to work. And then like that office culture and whatnot. I'm for ramping them up and just like getting them, getting their feet wet. You know, in the cultural environment of it, it's very hard to do it remote. And then I see from all the jobs that are out there, like start, you know, kind of reining in for all those remote positions. That said, I think a lot of the veterans like myself who work over a decade at this point or even seven years, you should know what the hell you're doing. Otherwise, you're out there looking, you know, so I, I, I just I just look at this. It's a cop out excuse what GM did. The outcome is not what we desired. And instead of looking themselves on the mirror and then do some significant significant actual cultural shift that Mary advocated for the last decade, which has not happened, whether it's in the A V or E V space, it has and you know, I'm not gonna say it hasn't made progress. It did make progress. There's certain things that were out of their control, but they didn't do any they didn't really do much to address the actual issues. Is that the fault of every single salaried employee and all the UAW workers to a point where, oh, you had $10 billion sitting around? I'm not a union member, but I sound like a UAW member. It's like, see, she hit that $10 billion. I told you we shouldn't have ratified on that agreement. You know, all that shit. 
Yeah, this is like, I'm sorry. Like, her tenure has been a flop. It's been a flop. I've been inside of it. I see who, how the communication gets ramped up to her level. And I just go, this is just another corporation. She's looking after herself, not the employees. She doesn't know what, she wouldn't know. She's really surrounded by incapable people. Or rather, really out of touch people who I think are like still living in the 80s and 90s and at best thinking in 2000s when it comes to software and technology. It's pretty fucking sad. People like me moved across the country to be here and then try to make some, you know, make some good shit happen. And guess what happens? Brain drain happens. Leave. There's no progression. There's no real like upside. You know, to like, hey, yeah, I feel like I'm making a difference. I think I did, but then they'll forget about it. And then other people who are not as capable as you move up and do all that. It's the same corporate bullshit. And I just go, I'm out. And I'm not the only one. That's a sad part. When I read the articles last year, I, I to a point where I, e- I emailed the Detroit News, you know, the, the journalists. And they did not reply, which I'm disappointed. At least I would have liked an acknowledgement. And I just go like, you know, they continue to hire these outsiders to say, hey, we can do this, we can do that. We're trying to attract talent from Facebook, Meta, Apple. And I just go like, you know, I was one of those people, right? And I'll, I can give you not just anecdotal, but statistical data and numbers to show why it's not working. Why it's hard to, you know, the talent attrition is a real issue. It's not just the AV. It's not just the EV. It's just in general. It's awfully frustrating. And on top of that, you say, come into work to get better output for our cars. That's not working. For what? What? So that I can go present to these old farts? Like, this is how the, why the car is not working. This is an issue that we're blocked on, whether it's a supplier tier one, two, three, four, five, and all that shit. Come on, man. This is an absolute joke, and you had a $10 billion lying around to buy back the shares and pump up the price a little bit, so you look good at the end of the quarter. Like, why should I be loyal to the office that's not showing loyalty to me? Where is that? And then I think that's where we're at. It's like 100 years ago when Henry Ford and now fucking JP Morgan's, they were around, you know? And then just like, even in China, I see that like people just like, outrageously just quitting and it's like 996 culture fuck that and then just like left for good government like xi jinping is like you know you need to like you know hardship is part of life yeah but to what degree when you the communist government and your cronies and your old buddies take up all the land and the you know all the money and all that shit what is the point young people just gave up this is why we're not having kids it's already expensive enough to deal with this shit. And then I like, go and however I have kids. And I'm like, for what? So I can go to an office and add more to my fucking stress? Oh, and then you're telling me to come to office three times a week for a congested area that I don't even know where I'm going to fucking sit. And I got to think about this, my unborn baby. And just like, I have to put that in a fucking factor. Oh, it's just life. Hardship is part of life. Yes, hardship is part of life. But something... That is so not thought through just for the appeasement of you and the talking points, corporate speak, political government speak. It's unbelievable. And, and just go like, 
you just get detached even more and you just go like, yeah, good luck attracting talent and retaining talent. Whatever talent you get, it'll leave in 24 months. And those 24 months have added up to a decade for Mary Barra. Just look at the record, look at the share prices, look at the hype cycle, and look what the product outcome turned out was. Is that all fault of hers? No, she made some bold bets and went through. But the obvious is obvious. There's some failure to keep those innovations, technology, and advancement in check, and the people in between, like my working level, in between in check, to make sure that it's you know proceeding along and get the true picture of what the fuck is going on. Now the true colors are showing, and now they're fucking like panicking and say everybody back to office Tuesday to Thursday. Good luck keeping everybody, and then good luck trying to find talent. Like and then good luck Detroit News. I know you guys are trying to have a job. I was writing all the fluff pieces about like oh GM is doing this, GM is doing that. Basically commercial pieces. I pay for Detroit News, and then I sent an email for some of those things about talent retention, attrition, recruiting, and I said, look, you need to have a counterpoint to this for those that have left. Like, you want to fact check that you're really, like, GM is getting people from Meta and Facebook and Apple? Don't count the contractors. Like, it's, it's I know they're trying, but I also kind of go like, Somebody needs to do fact check and keep these people in reality check a little bit. Reality check, another reality check, unfortunately, for General Motors is coming. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there. That's going to be the last full episode of AA Show, at least the authentic episode for 2023. We'll come back in January 2024 since we're going to have the best of next week. Oh, maybe I, you know, I talked about the big CEO over here, the local CEO. Maybe a bit of a teaser. That's going to be the best up next week. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great Christmas weekend and the Christmas next Monday. And uh, we'll see you. Check back next week after the Boxing Day. Peace out.